sound kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the sound kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. And you're listening to the sound kitchen. Mm, yummy. And Susan Owensby's cooking. Bienvenue and welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 8th of July, the 189th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are 176 days in the year to do something thought-provoking, like write an essay for us. You know, I'm always asking you to get into this kitchen and help me cook. I definitely don't believe in the maxim, too many cooks spoil the broth. I say, the more the cooks, the better the broth. So don't just send in your answer to the quiz. Go a little further. Share who and how you are with your fellow listeners. An essay contest I'm especially fond of is inspired by Edward Murrow, the great American radio journalist. Every evening on his radio show in the 1950s, a listener would read an essay about the principles that guided his life. This is how Murrow introduced the series. This, I believe. By that name, we bring you a new series of radio broadcasts presenting the personal philosophies of thoughtful men and women in all walks of life. In this brief time each night, a banker or a butcher, a painter or a social worker, people of all kinds who need have nothing more in common than integrity, a real honesty, will talk out loud about the rules they live by, the things they have found to be the basic values in their lives. I also want to hear your stories about your ordinary heroes, the people in your community who are doing extraordinary things and working to make the world a better place. It's about the teacher who inspires, the dedicated nurse, the neighbor who's always there. As the late Pramod Maheshwari, a faithful Sound Kitchen listener and contributor, once said to me, just as small drops of water can fill a pitcher, small acts of kindness can change the world. Of course, I always want to hear about your radio club's activities. Send in your mini book reviews and your musical requests. I like this one. Tell us about your secret guilty pleasure, mine's chocolate, or your tricks for remembering things. How about a weird dream? And always welcome our descriptions of the local festivals you participate in and your favorite quotations and proverbs. And what the heck, just send in your general all-around thoughts. Here's Laura Angela with the address. You can write to Susan at the Sound Kitchen at rfi.fr. That's the Sound Kitchen, all one word, no spaces, at rfi.fr. I'm all alone today. Baby brother, also known as Paul Myers, is in Wimbledon to cover the tennis tournament. And Erwan is taking a short break. Donacian Kahu is mixing the show today. Still to come, the quiz, the listener's corner, and some great music, too, so don't touch that dial. Hello, my name is Rafael Bordet. You are listening to The Sound Kitchen for Radio France International. Are you ready? I do hope so. And so do I, cuz... It's time to get that quiz out of the oven.
On the 10th of June, I asked you a French history question. That week, French President Emmanuel Macron was on a two-day visit to Normandy. He went to the incredibly gorgeous architectural jewel, the Abyss Mont-Saint-Michel, which is celebrating its 1,000th birthday this year. The first stone was laid in 923. Then he went to Colville Montgomery, the site of the D-Day landing 79 years ago, which was the turning point in World War II. At Colville Montgomery, Macron met a soldier, and you were to send in the answer to these three questions. What is the soldier's name? How old is he? And what is the name of the regiment in which he served? The answer is, at the time I asked it, the gentleman's name is Léon Gautier, and he is 100 years old. He's the last living Frenchman to have taken part in the D-Day landings, one of the 177 Frenchmen who landed on the 6th of June in 1944 as part of the Kiefer Commando Unit, alongside 132,000 Allied forces. I'm afraid now I must use the past tense. Léon Gautier died this past Monday, as you probably read on our website. This I did not know about him. As noted in our article, after the war, he became a campaigner for peace, pointing to his wartime experiences. Rest in peace, Monsieur Gautier. In addition to the quiz question, there was the bonus question. If you have a summer vacation, where would you like to go? The question was suggested by Salim Akhtar Chadhar, who's the president of the RFI Seven Stars Radio Listeners Club in District Chinio, Pakistan. You'll hear the answers later in the listeners' corner, so please stay with us. The winners of this week's quiz are... RFI English listener Wahid Nobi from Rangpur, Bangladesh. Wahid is also the winner of this week's bonus question. He would like to spend his summer vacation at the Serengeti National Park in Tanzania to see the Great Migration, the second largest terrestrial mammal migration in the world. Congratulations, Wahid. There's also Jobayada Akhtar Jai, who's a member of the Nil Shagor RFI fan club in Nilfamari, Bangladesh, and RFI Listeners Club member Kashif Khalil from Faisalabad, Pakistan, and finally, an RFI Listeners Club member I've not heard from in forever, Sunil Dungana, who lives in Combra, Portugal. So glad you're back, Sunil, and I hope this means we'll be hearing from you regularly now. Rounding out the list of lucky winners this week is RFI English listener Bobby Noor Al-Haya Hussein from Odisha, India. Congratulations to this week's winners and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. As noted earlier in the show, Paul Myers is off covering the Wimbledon Tennis Tournament or the All England Lawn Tennis and Croquet Club, as Paul told us last week. Jolly good, what, hey? It's called Wimbledon after its geographic location, which is, no surprise here, Wimbledon, a suburb of southwest London. Earlier this week, Paul wrote a delightful article. Strawberries and cream, grass and whites, where else but Wimbledon? It's about the history and traditions of this oh-so-English competition. 
I didn't know it was the world's oldest tennis tournament, did you? The first, well, let's get it right now, All England Lawn Tennis and Croquet Club competition was in 1877, making this year the 136th edition. Paul wrote about the Wimbledon tradition of fresh strawberries and cream, and I quote, The strawberries are hand-picked at dawn and delivered on the morning of each day's play, boasted the organizers. The cream is brought in from a dairy in the west of England. Why are strawberries and cream a Wimbledon tradition? And who is supposedly behind the strawberry and cream dish? Who invented it or first put the two together? Reread Paul Meyer's article, Strawberries and Cream, Grass and Whites, Where Else But Wimbledon, and send in the answer to these two questions. Why are strawberries and cream a Wimbledon tradition? And who is supposedly behind the strawberry and cream dish? Who invented it or first put the two together according to legend, anyway. You'll find Paul's article on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, rfienglish.com, as well as on the Sound Kitchen and Club's Facebook pages. This week's bonus question is, what have you done that made someone happy? Thanks to Jayanta Chakrabarty from New Delhi, India, for the suggestion. As we do every week, I'll start your brains moving by answering it myself. So for me, what did I do to make someone really happy? I suppose it's when I told my husband, Zavia, I would marry him 23 years ago. Do I still? Well, you'll have to ask him for that. Remember, we're happy to hear your ideas for bonus questions, so please send them in. What about you? You have until the 4th of September to get your answers to the quiz and the bonus question in. Be sure to tune in on the 9th of September to hear if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a miss, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus 336-31129682. That's plus 336 Always include your postal mailing address and if you have one, your RFI Club membership number. This is the Sound Kitchen. Sound, Sound Kitchen. Kitchen and Susan Owensby's Cooking. And now more from and about you. It's time for the Listener's Corner. The question you answered for today is, if you have a summer vacation, where would you like to go? The question was suggested by Salim Akhtar Chadhar, who's the president of the RFI Seven Stars Radio Listeners Club in District Chinio, Pakistan. Abu Saleh votes for Shillong, India, which he notes is often called the Scotland of the East because the rolling hills around the town reminded the British of Scotland. 
The climate is far cooler, he notes, than that of tropical India. Radhakrishna Pillai wrote, In summer I will definitely go to a hill station. From witnessing the spectacular view of the mountains and greenery around to breathing in fresh and pure air, I always have an unforgettable experience. Munar is my favorite summer vacation destination. For Rasha Duzaman, it's Paro Bhutan and the Tiger Nest Monastery. Tatia Saleh wants to visit Morocco. Sajad Hossein would like to visit both Bichan Akandi and Ratar Ghul in Silhet, Bangladesh. Bichan Akandi for the layers of hillocks and the waterfall, and Ratar Ghul because it is, Sajad writes, the only freshwater swamp forest in the country and is affectionately called the Amazon of Bangladesh. Salelikon wants to visit Srimangal Bangladesh for the Lawachara National Park and the Matapur Lake. And Rajia Khatun fancies Nepal. She'd like to go on a trek, take a raft on the Seti River and visit the stupas and monasteries in Lumbini, the place where Lord Buddha was born. On that same reverent note, Shahanan Aj Parvin wrote that she'd like to perform the Holy Hajj in Mecca and Father Stephen Wara would like to go to Lourdes, France, on pilgrimage. Gianta Chakrabarty writes, I would like to spend my summer vacation at the beach. Besides walking on the wet sand and bathing the whole day, I would spend my evenings enjoying the oceanic view as wave after wave splash my legs, which is a wonderful experience. However, his wife, Depita, wrote, I would like to spend my summer up in the hills. The scenic hill station of Landur in the Indian state of Uttarakhand is cool and pleasant. This is the best place to be away from Delhi's hot summer weather. So, what will you do, you two? Half the vacation in the hills, half at the beach? Malik Ala Bachaya Kokar seeks, as he wrote, the beautiful cool mountains in the north of my country, Pakistan. Your countryman Kashif Khalil agrees. He wrote, I'd like to visit the northern areas which are the most spectacular and fascinating regions of Pakistan. I would go for Chitral Valley, which is a favorite among mountaineers, trekkers, anglers, hunters, and anthropologists. Kashif, why anthropologists? Let me know. Here are some more beach lovers. Shahana Ajparvan Sati wrote, Cox's Bazaar Beach in Bangladesh. It's the world's longest natural sea beach. And Saidul Islam longs for Bali in Indonesia. Sunul Duhungana loves both oceans and mountains. A native of Nepal, he now lives in Portugal and wrote that he's found both of his loves on the Azores in Portugal. He wrote, the Azores is a collection of tiny islands in the south of Portugal. It's a collection of islands like Hawaii in the United States. The weather is moderate, we can say tropical, but not too hot. It's hot like Thailand, but good to enjoy the summer. Pico Island has the tallest mountain in Portugal. It's called Mount Pico. And I'd like to climb it and feel the difference between climbing Nepalese mountains in the Himalayas and the European mountains. Speaking of Thailand, that's where Tasneem Saleh wants to go. She wrote, Thailand is where it all began for me, so it holds a special place in my heart. 
It's where I decided to quit my job and travel the world. I loved it there. Thailand is incredible. It's also super affordable. There are the history lovers. From Bangladesh, Laila Shams Binta Johura wrote, I will spend my summer holiday exploring the historical sites in our capital city, Dhaka. I think I will learn many things, and that will bring me much pleasure and happiness. Fellow historian Raihan Ali wants a taste of ancient Egypt. He wants to see the Giza Pyramid Complex. The Great Sphinx is there too, Raihan. It's an amazing place. Well, how about this? Mohammed Likon wrote that he'd like to visit the RFI English service. Well, if you do, we'll certainly be happy to see you. Rabea Begum also wants to come to Paris. She wants to see our museum, the Louvre. Rabea, it's such a treasure house. It's huge. Bring your tennis shoes. Mohamed Aksan would like to visit Switzerland for its lakes, rivers, mountains, and natural beauty. And Jobayada Akhtar Jai wants to visit Darjeeling in India, the tea garden paradise, he notes. And we'll close with our faithful pensioners, where every day is a summer holiday. Hans-Werner Lolika wrote, As pensioners, we've already taken part of our vacation since we never go far in the peak season when prices are high. We will spend most of July on the island of Asko here in Denmark, and we have a lot of ideas but no concrete plans for August and September. Karuna Kantapal wrote, I'm a retired person, so no leave sanction is required for me. This summer, I will go to a hill station. The queen of hills in India is Darjeeling in West Bengal. It's not too far from where I live, about 500 kilometers, and I can easily get there by train or bus, so no problem. I hope that all of you have wonderful holidays. I'll be off soon, too, but you can feast on listener music request programs while I'm away. I'll still be in the kitchen concocting fresh meals for you most of this month. Remember, everyone, this week's bonus question is, what have you done that made someone happy? The question was suggested by Jayanta Chakrabarti from New Delhi, India. Thanks, Jayanta. Do you have a bonus question idea? If so, send it to us at the Sound Kitchen, all one word, no spaces, at rfi.fr. That's it for today's Listener's Corner. Thanks, everyone, for participating. You're listening to The Sound Kitchen on RFI. Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in The Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Thanks to Donatian Cahu for mixing the show, and thanks to you for listening. Be sure and tune in next week for the answer to the question about the three tennis goddesses. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch, and stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with a symphonic piece I recently discovered. It's called Bakta, which is a poem by Algerian Abdelkader El-Khaldi.
In the 1920s, Koydar Barkan set the poem to music for the singer Ahmed Zerki, and it became quite famous when Cheb Khaled added it to his repertoire. The poem is about a beautiful girl named Bakta and her beloved. The two are separated by distance and origins. They've not seen each other in a long time, but he has just received a message that she is on her way to him. Unfortunately, try as I might, I could not find out who made this arrangement for orchestra, but it is wonderful. It's performed by the Algerian National Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Zahia Ziwani. Enjoy. Talk to you all next week.